I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. We still got Jace out on uh, mission, story, fact-finding. Well, I can't say fact-finding mission because there's very few facts. But uh, he is out there to find some stories. He's finishing up his little treasure show. So in his uh, absence, we're having uh, some special guests on. And babe, what is the number one thing? You and I are on the road a lot, especially here lately. What's the number one thing unashamed fans tell us when they when they first meet us and they're oh I listen to unashamed? What do they say is their favorite thing? What What do we need more of? I hear we hear it from almost every person we talk to. The women. More women. We like more, it when the women are on. Did you hear that, Phil? <laughs> more women. We love we, we love it with the wives. Uh, and so, you're, you're, from your mouth to our ears, yep. we have uh, Lisa and Miss Kay, Mom. I'm wearing my camouflage. I see that. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, for Veterans Day? Yep. We just had Veterans Day. In honor of Veterans Day. This past Veterans weekend. Day, yeah. And they were calling it camo something. Camo, what was yeah, the tagline? It's funny seeing a lot of people in camo that usually aren't in camo. Now, is yours designer camo, Mom? Yeah, that, sure it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the over and under? How much did that blouse cost? More than $20 or less than $20? I don't know that she has anything that costs less than $20. Not clothes-wise, anyway. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> I don't know about women's I don't either. So I'm just saying. I wouldn't know. I don't have anything that costs go to Goodwill. It falls apart maybe. if it's too cheap and shrinks. I don't need anything to shrink. You need things that enlarge. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stay big. <laughs> Yeah. You buy it, let it stay that size. Well, we like to get expanding clothes is what yeah. we like. Yeah. I like flexibility is what I like. Stretchable. Stretchable. There you go. Stretchy pants. Stretchy pants. That's our favorite. Lisa's getting all skinny. She's been on, mm. on yeah, a I heard good about diet. That. She's been yeah. losing weight. And Real I've been power. on it with her, but I hadn't been quite as successful uh, as she has. And, Mom, look what's out. I know. The blind DVD. I know. I need to get some. I love that. Mom says, so she, I, I show them to her, and she says, oh, can I get some of those? And I was like, have you done enough? <laughs> yeah. Have you done enough to deserve some DVDs, Mom? I'll, I'll buy them wholesale. <laughs> you don't even have to buy them. I'm sure we can get them. For... Yeah. So we were mentioning uh, before we came on air, Mom, that how much how much the actresses look like you uh because there were three different actresses yeah. that played you from child to teen to mm-hmm. adult. And uh, I think the middle one probably looks the most like you mm-hmm. uh, with the smile and looks a lot like Scylla and Jep's smile. But this older actress that played you, yeah, uh, she, she, I don't know, I, she was my favorite in the film. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought she, because all Actually actors try to get as much like the She person. just captured even the little things about me. It was, yeah, it was amazing. She captured K's spirit. Yeah, she she did. did. It was a I would and I didn't get to meet her. Uh so maybe one day I will, but I just want to tell her she did a great job because she I felt like watching the film, mom, that she captured your optimism. I did too. so well. Like cuz it was going to be okay, like it was all right. And even even when you're starting to sense things are going off the rails, it's like, "No, it's it's okay. It's going to be all right. It's going to be good." I know, and I I knew I was like that, but when you see somebody be just like you, then you're thinking I really am like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange. And I love that the film highlighted your love for Life magazine, that you've always <laughs> had a commitment to reading Life. And <laughs> I never have. 
I don't even know where you can get it. <laughs> I don't know that they even have it anymore. I mean, it was funny because, so we're at the, I, don't, I may have mentioned this, but we're at the theater watching, and Lisa and I are a couple of rows behind mom and dad, and it's they're they're laying in bed, and mom's reading, the actress is reading a Life magazine, and mom's like, I've never read one of those in my life. <laughs> I know, I don't even know where you can get them. Oh. So... Anyway, that was a that's an inside joke. Mom, mom uh-huh. doesn't know about Life magazine. I don't. What, think what would had... you have read? What should it have been? What what do you even read? Good housekeeping. Good housekeeping. Southern living. Southern living. Okay, so if it had been that, mm-hmm. you might have. Because I don't know. At that age, she might have been reading Teen Beat. Ooh, or Cosmopolitan. I always <laughs> liked. Even when I was young, that's why I like cooking with Nanny and everything. I mean, I like things like that. Yeah. It's funny you said Teen Beat because we had Kirk Cameron was on the mm-hmm. last podcast, and I asked him about that because I was like, I mean, you were the guy with the posters. You know, oh, you yeah. were too old, I guess, because we were married by the yeah, time that came right, out. But yeah. you had your little ones. Who is it from your era? Sean Cassidy. Oh, yeah. And then um, Leif, Leif Erickson. Gar- uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Garrett. Leif Garrett? Leif. I think his name was Garrett. I thought it was Leif Erickson. No. But anyway, I don't know. Remember you had your little posters and your little squealing. If I would have had one of you, it, that would have been it. Oh, yeah. yeah. If only I had known to make some posters back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were so big, famous. Oh, yeah. It, Not. I could have sold tens of posters. <laughs> oh, no. Leif Erickson is a, <laughs> an explorer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't know. into exploring. Yeah, I don't know that it. there's any. Leif Erickson was too old for it, that. So I think Le- his name was Garrett. Leif Garrett. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to that. But yeah, well, I guess ours yeah. would be Elvis Presley. And- well, I, I mentioned to Curry, I said, I guess Elvis started it with the squealing and the uh-huh. like, the swooning and the teen girls and, and dancing. Yeah, that was all. Which that was your era. Were you a yeah. Elvis fan? Were you a- Not that much. You didn't like him. Either? I like his some songs, but I thought but you weren't got- like infatuated with it. Yeah. Because as you were like Lisa, not you had my the, type. You had the real deal right here. Yeah, you had your pioneer man. Mm-hmm. You remember those days, Dad? Oh, he does not. We, like now, it was it took about this long. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you like Elvis when he first came out, or no? <laughs> so let yes. me just. That, you said you liked that. Was it Blue Hawaii or something like that? There was one of those songs, and I told you I liked that. Well, didn't Elvis when he was super young, probably gospel era Elvis, didn't he sing at the Louisiana Hayride? Hayride and, yeah. I went to see Freeport, Louisiana. I, some of some of my kin folks, young girls, some of them, but there was a few adults there. But we went to see Elvis. I remember they took a, 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 a handkerchief and. Removed dust from a Cadillac he had drove up there in, you know. And, then, and I just remember them getting kept in a little dust, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember. It's a pretty good deal for Elvis because yeah. not only was it a memento for them, but he got his car cleaned, which yeah. is really, you know, important. And you know, Rhonda Williams, our friend, um, got a necklace from Elvis Presley. She was at a concert. She was just a child. Yeah, and I think maybe he gave her um, no, so what he did something was he, small. He took off the handkerchief. Yeah, that's what it was. Because he used to wear the handkerchief. Yeah. yeah. Took off the handkerchief, and he as he's giving it to her, and she's a little, what, 10-year-old girl maybe? At the maybe time? seven or eight. I don't, a little I young remember. girl, yeah. and so she's been right there on the front row, and she loves Elvis. Her mom loves Elvis. 
So he's, he hands her the handkerchief. Well, some woman snatches right. it away, mm-hmm. you know, and it offended Elvis. You know, he's trying to give it to a little kid. And yeah. so, you know, again, who knows? It's like people that should know better. Right. So then he calls her up on stage yeah. and then takes off his necklace that he was wearing, which was probably worth a lot of money. Yeah. This would have probably been in the early 70s uh-huh. maybe with Rhonda. Uh-huh. She's, a, yeah. she's almost our age. And put it around her neck, like try to take, you know, try to take this. And she kept it for a long, long time. And yeah. then I think she finally sold it or auctioned it or something. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. She got a good bit for it. She started a restaurant with it. Yes, yeah, she did. So, you know, the good thing about Elvis, he was still funding the regime <laughs> <laughs> long after he'd, he'd gone, on, gone on, right? Which is good for good for Rhonda. Mm-hmm. She loved that. So tell me about what's going on in y'all's lives. I mean, this is, uh, we had not had y'all on in a while. Hmm. Well, for me, um, work. We've been traveling. You and I have been traveling. We just celebrated. Phil, listen to this. Al and I just celebrated 39 years of marriage. Last week. Can you believe wow. that? Nearly 40 years. 39 years. 39 years. It seemed bliss. like only yesterday, didn't it? It went, it went just like that. If you it could so be right. any more blissful, I would be a blister. Yeah. <laughs> That's how blissful those 39 years <laughs> yeah. have been. 39. 39. Woo. So we celebrated that, and then in a very low key day. I mean, we were just yeah. we didn't have we much going beach, on. We went okay? to the beach. Shocker! We had BK with us, you Shocker. know, which is funny when you're 39 years of marriage and you, you know, your grandkids, you, yeah. you just take, take them with you. Yeah, which is fun. Well, yeah. they're just part of you. Yeah. You know what's funny about it? BK? She went with us last week. We went down to the Southern Lair, and uh, she she had just come off a deer hunting trip with her dad and yeah. Cy. And killed a deer that the head of that thing and the tines probably wouldn't fit on this table. Oh, it was huge. It was a massive animal. Mm-hmm. And so this still little BK, even though she's 16 now. And then I thought it was funny because then, so Lisa's working every day because she's trying to sell some houses down there. And so they said uh, she wanted to go get her nails did. And so I was the only one who could take her. So I went with her. So we went from killing a deer, deer massive animal to the nail salon. <laughs> In the same week, so yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure Dad would have taken it. Oh yeah, Dad would have done that. Done that. So, yep. well, duck season opens this Saturday. Too. The ordeal, Mom. Are you excited? You don't even really register anymore. It doesn't even affect your life like it used to. Yeah, unless he wakes me up at four in the morning, which I wish he wouldn't. <laughs> He'll what? be so excited at first. You'll make noise, and it'll get quieter. Mm-hmm. So back in yeah. the day, it was an ordeal for mom because all the hunters would come oh, to the house, and there would be city. blowing duck calls, laughing, telling stories. I really could have shot somebody if I <laughs> Yeah, we've all mellowed through the years. Yeah, now we've moved the operation over oh, here. praise the Lord. This is kind of the gathering place mm-hmm. here now, make coffee over here. We so. have eyes on, the, on the, the water we have over there. It's been a drought down in here. Everything dried up. I mean, literally dried up everything. So but I've always to, thought we had to pump it all back in there. Uh, off the. Well, I know it's costlier for now. You, Jason, Willie, we, we've talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. Pulling them into the pay regime, yeah. but which is hard. If I'm not mistaken, and it's been a while since I hunted regularly, but we've always done better on low water years, right? Typically, if we have water. Because then ducks, we just we've got eyes on the hole. This morning they showed up. They're deer hunting, so they're sitting up. They're elevated. 
and binoculars, and they were watching. But this morning they saw mallards, big ducks, you know, a lot of wood ducks flying around there. That's good. So there's more. I I pumped the water, and I've been pumping about a month. Yep. So after a month pumping. There's enough water to hunt. We've got enough to hunt. So, Mom, people have asked us this before. Uh, You never, a lot of women hunt. And a lot of them hunt with their husbands, like Martin and Brittany. They hunt together all the time. Mm-hmm. So, but you never were really into hunting. I'm not a killer. <laughs> That's not a killer. I can hardly kill a mouse. <laughs> so you just didn't the whole idea. Now we did film for the previous duck show, previous mm-hmm. the Benelli show. We did a women's hunt day. So it was you and Missy and Jason Dad, and then we hunted me, Jap, and Willie. Hunted with our wives on another separate inside. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the only time you've ever been, wasn't it? Is, right. Was on there? So yeah. So you didn't want to go back? Um, I love how pretty it is. Yeah. I love seeing everything. But I, I know I'm not crazy about shoot. I wouldn't want to shoot a gun. I'm just not a killer. And do you like being cold and getting out there? No, I hate it. <laughs> That's me. And I put on so much clothes, I I couldn't even, I was double my size. (laughs) That's pretty good. I couldn't even move. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. I'm not interested in getting up early. I'm not interested in listening to the sound of a gun being fired. Right. I'm not interested in getting cold. But what about all the... Not interested in getting, in seeing snakes. What about listening to Jace's stories all morning in the public? That, now that would, (laughs) that would be the nail on the head. (laughs) I I would have to. I would have to get away. I couldn't. Lisa's, Lisa's like Missy. She said, "I can't listen to the podcast because of Jason's stories." Let's uh, let's take a break. So I know that uh, we're officially in the holiday season because on my last trip uh, with Lisa, we actually did some Christmas shopping in a town we were in. We had a you know couple hours between events. And so that's what I know, right? When we're someplace and it's like, let's go buy some Christmas gifts. You know, that means, okay, we're doing this. This is the Christmas season. Kind of a last minute shopper, Al. Yeah, you're kind of a hunter, right? (laughs) Just go in, get your thing, do it at the end. Um, But uh, one of the things that uh, we want to encourage folks to do this holiday season uh, is to check out the Freedom Island Book Club from Brave Books. Because these are books designed to instill strong sense of morals and values in our children. Uh, you get a, a new value every month as you get a new book. And, Jace, you happen to know one of our brave my, book authors very well. My lovely wife. She helped create Because You're My Family. There you go. It's about bravery and family and it's it's really amazing. Yeah, and it's got some lions. They're kind of the, the family of lions there, which I like. I think that. they tried to make the dad lion look like me. Missy did that. See with the <laughs> yeah, with mane, the, the kind beard. of the mane and the beard. I think they yeah. did a pretty good job. Uh, so we would encourage you guys to check them out. Uh, subscribe to the Freedom Island Book Club at bravebooks.com right now. You'll get Brave's newest book for free for a limited time when you subscribe. Use the code UNASHAMED. You're going to get 20% off your subscription. That's why I think they'll make great holiday gift to send to somebody so that they can get a year's worth of these great books. Bravebooks.com. Use the code UNASHAMED for 20% off your subscription. Check it out.
since Chase isn't here, Mom, so Maddie got him a, a toy that he loves. And this is, he loves doing this when Zach is on. Zach's not on today either. And when Zach uses a big word, or, or there are other ways he uses it, so this is what Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's his... Uh, that means he didn't know. That means he didn't know. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Well, I didn't even know you could buy that. Yeah, Maddie found it somewhere. And so we've got, supposedly we've got another one for breaking news, Maddie, but we haven't received that one yet. But I'm, I'm I'll have a, a, a duck, a big pot of duck and dressing. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, we usually have about, if you run it in a circle in a big pot, you'll have about at least seven or eight ducks, uh, up to ten, if they're small ducks like teal. Which are the best. And I'm the one getting ready for that. And who's the only one that eats when the Peter, ducks? When Peter looked up, uh, he saw this he, heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down by on earth by its four corners. Here comes a scream. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth. And here's the, the, the text of all text, and birds of the air. Mm. So there's your ducks. Mm -hmm. A voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. This is good to go for food. Right. So get after it. So, so that's the clearest thing you could find. Somebody says, well, you think it's right or wrong to shoot animals? Uh, rise, kill, and eat. Now, we're talking about ducks here, birds of the air, but all four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth. All kinds of stuff crawling around out there. But but it's the way the world is. So our traditions have changed a little because, like, for years and years and years, we had Thanksgiving at Granny and Paul's, which was next door. They'd been gone for quite a while. It moved up the hill to y'all's house, which was for years. Now it's moved to town because there's so many of us, we can't fit in your house anymore. Yep. I mean, literally, especially Thanksgiving, we invite cousins as well. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking about probably 80 to 100 people That's with correct. our cousins that come. So obviously you got to have a Taj Mahal to be able to That's right. You know, and Willie has one. He's got a Taj Mahal. So now you bring, but we still have tradition. So dad brings the duck and dress. I just bring one pot. It, it's a big one. It's a big roaster. Yeah, it'll feed twenty five. So 30. tell tell the audience, Dad, because I, I mean, it, it's not when you think dressing. There's different people think of different things in their mind. There's a drier stuffing dressing people make, yep. and then there's what you make, which is Granny's recipe, which right. it comes from duck fat. Is that what makes it so good? Duck you think? fat comes from 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 ducks when you boil ducks broth. Big pot of water. By the time the ducks get tender. Now you have a broth, basically a broth. Yep. Well, you bake cornbread, so about three big things of cornbread, some like stale, stale. What would you call it? French bread, bread. Yeah. yeah. Well, bread. and you even toast it. I I put it on at a, like two fifty and put the bread in there. That's that makes you. And your, it just your, makes your, toast your, 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 mm -hmm. your, that you can quench. You quench. put your broth back in. You stir it all in. You'll put a little bit of uh, Get some veggies in there. Uh, what'd you say? The sage. Sage. You don't you get, get it, the you sage. Get, you get that sage, and there just not too you much. Don't get wild with that. Maybe a teaspoon, a little more. You take no, it. No, but no. it has a little that cornbread <laughs> in the duck fat, all blended in together. 
It's you uh, got your onions. It's quite the meal. Onions, yeah. bell pepper, celery. garlic, bell celery. Pepper, garlic, celery. Yeah, oh, so yeah. you cook that down or you just put that in raw and then it bakes cook in? That, cook that down. Yeah. It's always best to cook those down a little bit because you get that flavor then. Yeah, you it. begin to put all the ducks get ready and you you place the ducks back in there. They're real tender. Their yeah. legs will come off. Do you up. bake the ducks a little bit after you boil them to no, get a crisp on no, them or just like just boil them? Oh, when you bake out. the dressing, you Oh, I see. The then ducks. it makes sense. Usually we'll put a little spread of. And nobody eats the ducks but Phil. Yeah. My dad well, we, used to eat the ducks. Yeah. He loved the ducks too. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, and they're and they're pretty well, not good. Not the young teal are my favorite. Green wing teal. They they make a real good or wood ducks. Yeah, wood ducks are good. Yeah, we've got to where now we got Jay has introduced us to quite the browning system for the ducks that makes them so good. It's kind of hard to just eat them in there, unless you grew up that way, which Dad did. Yeah, and I kind of did too. I mean, if I can eat it with dressing, then they're good. But if they're just on their own, mm, no, not so much. Yep. So, Mom, what your traditional stuff is? Uh, sweet potato pie, mm-hmm. and you have to make enough for Jace to have his own pie, at Every least time. one, right? Oh, yeah. Because well, he eats a yeah. whole pie. I've seen Willie eat a whole pie, too. Yeah. You know, he's not. Are you going to have sweet potato pies this, this time? I'm going to try to. But I did tell Alex that I don't think I can make as many. But you don't need to because now the rest of them make stuff, too. Used yeah. to, you were the whole show. Well, that's right. Now, but you are going to have to make enough to give your sons one on their own, or they'll just oh, I know, right I know. Heaven. Maybe yeah. you could. Maybe she can just come down there and help you. Yeah, she could. She could, and I want to do that, but I, I just want her to help make something else different too. Yeah, you know, for the day. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa and I were watching Triple D the other day. It's my favorite show. I mean, the the phrase. I don't know where they got it from. You probably can look it up. I don't know how long. Thanksgiving has, you know, Thanksgiving. That's pretty good two two words to put together. Uh-huh. If that's well, they claim it goes back all the way pre-country to the late 1600s yeah. when the bounty would be there and, yep. you know, people would just be thankful they were here in America yep. and all yep. that, you know. And they wanted to the land of lost that, that, that type thing. And, you know, you, know you have a meal that you take out of the woods of, yeah. of the your planet earth but you know you make a good point dad uh, here's another thing about thanksgiving i think this is it's not like intentional like there's a cabal out there but there's a there's a move now so you got halloween everything is about commercialization now mm-hmm. so you got halloween which is all about candy and s- selling stuff and decorations and all that and they now there's a move to start christmas Literally the day after Halloween. Halloween. I know. And so what's happened is by doing that, and you're seeing it more of the ads and stuff, you're basically weeding out Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the reason I th- why that I think that is is because it's the only non-commercialized holiday. Right. Yeah. I mean, they made a big deal out of Black Friday, which is the next day to sell stuff. But you're right. It's a very humble idea of a holiday that you know what we're just thankful for what we have that's right but it and seems this, like to this me comes direct from the woods which if you look over the, the past i mean before everything got so yeah let's see modern yeah before it got modern it was a big thing to the pioneers and whatnot oh yeah you know they were traveling across the earth going west you know well and the reason why the turkey i'm assuming again was part of it is because that was the bird that was here. Yep. So, and when it's a big bird, feeds a lot of people. I mean, oh, yeah. it's not always, you know, 
lot of times turkey gets dry. I mean, you you got to know what you're doing to cook a turkey. Of course, we fry ours now, which fried turkey are delicious because they maintain their juiciness, but they're crunchy on the outside. Yeah, my nephew does that. So how many will he fry up this year? I don't know. I, I've got to meet up with, going with four. Four, four mm-hmm. I think. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, again, it tastes a lot of turkey. Yeah, and ham. It's unreal it. how we eat it. My favorite's the leg after he fries oh, it. Oh man, yeah. mine too. Mm-hmm. Usually, I just if if I'm over there where they're slicing it, I can pretty much get what I want before it ever gets put out. That's to right. Center. You got to be in the right boy. spot. Yeah, you always work. You don't get a body like this without knowing where to hang out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I w- I'm thinking too that you know our country is just not as thankful either. That's you right. Know, as a whole. I don't know. That's a great point. So I think that's another reason why they want to skip from from Halloween and then go to Christmas, you know? But, Dad, you were talking about this in the last podcast, these folks on these college campuses. You know, there's a there's – a, I'd say there's probably hundreds of thousands and, unfortunately, maybe even millions of people that aren't thankful that they're in America. They yeah. they don't they don't no. like this country. They aggressive and you know what I tell they them. Literally, don't take time to give honor where it's They could almost have a holiday non Thanksgiving. Like we we want to have a holiday where we bash America. And the, and the way I it's say, done, a lot of people say, "Well, y'all shouldn't kill all these animals. You know, they, they, you shouldn't do it." But God said. Yeah, here's here's, here's who's who, here's who made these animals mm-hmm. and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. Arise, kill and eat. I mean, you have orders from headquarters. Yeah, that says be thankful. But and a lot of people say, you know, you can't do that. Well, the, what they're actually saying is, it, it you don't have to be thankful. And you make a good point because they're not thankful. Thanksgiving season falls in our hunting season where we live. Let's uh, let's take another break. So it may be a little early for decorating for the holidays, although that seems to start earlier and earlier. But it's never too early to start your holiday shopping, um, especially when you're looking for the best deals of the season, uh, especially before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products, that's one of our sponsors here on the podcast, right now and save up to 50% off because of their early Black Friday sale, which is going on right now. Uh, We've talked about Raycon products before on the podcast, so we personally love their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like their 32-hour battery life and their perfect in-ear fit. So you get that all-day wear, lasting comfort, Five-star reviewed uh, on many different sources. They got um, 100-watt power delivery. Uh, I've used them. My kids love them as well. Everyone in the holiday shopping spirit gets started a little bit early with Raycon. They're offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds. You don't want to miss out on their early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash unashamed to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash unashamed to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash unashamed. And here's the deal. What I want to tell these people that are so mad about America, here's the deal. You don't like America. Just quit bad-mouthing it because I, if you, I mean, it just makes me so mad because we were so blessed. But, you know, another thing, though, Mom, that's being lost is we are sitting here talking about this meal, which unfortunately Lisa and I will miss this year for the first time, 
I don't know, maybe ever. Ever, maybe. Um, that because we're going on a trip, and so we're actually going to be traveling on Thanksgiving Day. So we we're will be in Budapest. Budapest, yeah. We're going to. That sounds scary. Yeah, it's in Hungary, which I'll be hungry. Yeah, because in Hungary, I don't know what we're going to eat on. So, Thanksgiving. But, I don't even know exactly where that's located, but I can look at it. And now we're we're three generations deep. Like so, Bella. Well, she cooks like Willie's cheesy bread, and now, like your grandkids, and and now ultimately great grandkids will start bringing food. But the idea of a big meal together and gathering was important, and it always has been. But that's predicated on the idea that people cook and have meals, and then they kind of pass that on. But we're losing that too. Oh, and so Lisa and I, when we were in Gulf Shores a few years ago. And uh, right before Thanksgiving, before we came home, and there's a big thing down there about restaurants that provide all the cooking. Mm-hmm. So these are people, snowbirds and people that aren't with their family, but nobody cooks. No. And so they all want to go to the restaurant. Well, you can't even book a restaurant in Gulf Shores, Alabama for a Thanksgiving meal because they're all packed. you got to do six months a, or a year in yeah. advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind They kinda, don't know how to cook anymore. They don't. And so it's, it's and the, a lot of those are older people. Yeah. So you're starting to see this trend of getting away from the idea of a meal, hospitality, you know. So it should make y'all feel good that your progeny, your generations going forward, have picked up what y'all left. We're still yeah. cooking. And we're still cooking. Mm-hmm. And they're still cooking. And, and, of course, Dad talks about it all the time. He hears us talking about something we had for supper last night. And Dad's like, man, y'all are eating good in the neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we train down generate. Now my kids cook for me, you know, yeah, isn't that as great? good as Lisa can or you could, Mom. So, yeah, yeah it's a way. And of course, now everybody's trying to get all of Mom's recipes and Dad's. I, I don't know. Has anybody learned how to make the dressing yet? Somebody's got to learn how to do that? Yeah, well, Willie would think. You have to watch he, that being done. Yeah, Willie would think he could do it. Yeah. Next year, I'll eyes. come watch it. Yeah, yeah, we need to keep that tradition. See, alive. when Willie made some and kind of hid it because he likes Phil to have the main dressing out, but when he did that, I was like, "What is in that dressing, Willie?" Because he hid it, and he just let us try it. Seafood, you know, he's mm. trying the new seafood, seafood dressing. dressing. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, seafood yeah. dressing. Now, but Phil, he wasn't wanna, ready to release it to the If Phil wants world. to do it early, I'll come help him on Monday. There you go. All right. Next year, it's a date. We're going to make it happen. So it's next Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we're there, Dan. Yeah. You got to get ready. I guess so it. that means that I guess this Saturday is opening day of duck season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. The biggest thing is finding Depending the Depending on how many ducks we pot. get. Yeah. You know, we, we got that big Magnolite pot. Yeah. Only the roaster. Yes. Yep. Got to get a roast. We have to locate that every time. Yeah. Because you don't use it any other time of the year. No, and it gets piled over. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine stuff piling up at your house, Dad. That that yeah. seems unusual. Isn't that a shocker? The Cajuns oh. would call it the GJ. The part of the, <laughs> you get the livers. You get the livers. and uh, The GJ. Yeah, GJ. Yeah. It, it, Never heard of that. Yeah, you get the... You get, uh, Sounds like maybe mispronouncing the gizzard, something. Gizzard, li- the gizzard, heart, you know, liver. You, you peel that hide off the gizzard yep. and cut it up, you know, and you cook it long, it, it'll get tender. The giblets. Some yep. people call it the giblets. That kind of Giblet that. gravy. Yeah. I used to eat gizzards. The um, the, um, Lisa like chicken gizzards. Yeah. I um, did too. I think it was KFC and churches used to sell 
gizzards. You can't find them, I bet, anymore. gizzards. Sometimes no, a filling station will have them. Yeah. You know, usually like an old black yeah, woman cooking back there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's right. right. Yeah. Because they know what's good. So I guess I need to mention, too, before we get to our text, that um, we traveled together for the first time in forever. Um, a couple of Saturdays ago, we went to Vegas yep. and spoke at a at a big church there. It wasn't in Vegas, but it was like just outside Vegas. Yep. But we flew into the Nice. Church. Yeah, it was a nice church, nice people. Uh, the people that Willie's been doing this life surge is what it's called. And so it's kind of a Christian business organization. Yeah. The lady who started the Annie Ann's pretzels, which are delicious. Yes. Uh, she was there and a lot of other people. We Me and Kay about. met her. Mm-hmm. And we met uh, Nick Vucic, Vucic. Yeah. I think it's his name. Uh, amazing know. guy. Just wonderful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we had a good time there with those folks. And uh, we did a little like Q&A with uh, the three of us and Willie, and um, and Benham interviewed us. But the, at Willie seemed like he was having a big time. Mm. He laughed the whole time. Yeah, how about the play-by-play coming home of the LSU game? Yeah, we were, we were watching the Alabama game, which congratulations to you Alabama fans. I didn't mention it last week, uh, but they got us this year. But we were trying to watch the game on the plane coming home. We couldn't pick it up on the plane, so we had to just do a – Type by type, play by play. Yeah, because he is the only one that could get it. The words. Well, he was getting. Yeah, he was just getting one of those updates on it, so he was kind of giving. But he did it like a real announcer. (laughs) And then at the end, I was sick, so I was just kind of out of it. I mean, I had a some something, some kind of bad bug or something. So I was, I was fighting through it. But well, I was listening to him. It was like I was listening on TV, and then all of a sudden he just stopped, and I said, "Announcer, what's happening now?" He said, game over, we lost. <laughs> once, once the, I noticed once LSU fell behind two touchdowns in the second half, the, the play-by-play dried up. Yeah. You know, then it was, well, and then he just announced that we lost. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and don't talk to the announcer again. Right. So that, But that was fun being together it, again. It was. was good. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed that. Back in the day, we used to go every weekend somewhere and travel and speak. And the four of us travel well together. Yeah, but see, we sit together, and then he goes five seats up, and he sits there. Yeah, he didn't want to be bothered yeah. by talking. He wanted to be able to focus on the game. That's well, let's just face it. He's always been different. <laughs> I mean, he always does something like that. Well, right? I offered my seat to him, and he's like, no, no. No, well, I'll he, sit right here. He was the man that moved away. <laughs> Remember, moved, couldn't live in the same house with us because he yeah. had to fix up he a house. He moved out into the cook Every shack. weekend, he had a new home. Yeah. How would, many? That's a question. How many different places did he live in? I I, I tell you, that'd be funny if we ever discussed that. Well, yeah, yeah it is. I love it because Kay used to he he would quote run away. He just went up on the hill. Yeah, until always. he smelled Kay cooking something, and then it was like he would, you know, Ease walk back, back with his. Tail between his legs, like oh, and just like easy and like we yeah. didn't see him. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he's all. Of a well, sudden. no matter how mad he was when he left, supper time drew him back in every That's time. Exactly Some right. things never change. He would say, "Fan that door like that and get that chicken smell out there where I was frying chicken." Yeah, I was going to say, Al Phil was talking about that a while ago about people saying, "Oh, you shouldn't kill animals and eat them, and you know you shouldn't." do all that, but those are the same people who have no problem with us um, killing babies to term, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we discussed that. Yeah, Yeah. it's... 
Well, which actually it's crazy. Actually, that leads us to our text. Let's take another break. So we're always a uh, um, really proud of Unashamed Nation, just the way you guys support us. And um, that hasn't, I mean, that's been seen more clearly through the blind, maybe than anything we've done so far. Yeah. Uh, Dad, I, I think you can say now safely, because you weren't sure about it going in, that it definitely was worth it to make the movie. Would you agree? I was shocked, to tell you the truth about it, on the numbers. And it was such a good shot because it's it's changed a lot of people's lives. Now it's available, of course, on digital. And, Zach, that's probably a good thing, right? Because I know a lot of people have reached out to us wanting to use it in devotionals and, you know, uh, house churches and church settings and Sunday school classes. So now you can actually have it yourself. Oh, yeah. I get calls all the time. Hey, what's that? Give me the lines from this part of the movie or, or clips or I get, I get those calls all the time. So now, yeah, you can you can purchase a digital copy on the blaze. That's exactly right. Uh, you can own it. Uh, you can use it however you want to uh, to continue to further the kingdom, which was our, our idea by making it. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to Blaze TV. You just go to blaze TV dot com slash the blind uh, to purchase it. Uh, on digital and then watch it instantly and have it available. Uh, also, if you buy now, they're going to give you a code for 20% off all unashamed in the woods and the blind merchandise only in blaze TV stores. You get some really cool stuff and save you a little money for some Christmas gifts as well. So go to blaze tv.com slash the blind to watch the blind today. So we're, we left off with uh, Jason Zach in Luke eighteen, fifteen, And so I'm going to read this text and, and let's talk about this for the rest of the podcast because it's just what Lisa just said. Um, the idea about children and the protection of children. We, we had the same discussion with Kirk Cameron, too, because of what he's doing now with his books and all the stuff he's doing. But here's what the text says, Luke eighteen fifteen. People are also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. So it was like a blessing, Yeah, you know, where they would bring it. We do that. Yeah, we still do it. Yeah, bring it to the rabbi. Um, When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. So the disciples (laughs) looked at what was going on, and we tried to kind of describe it in context. It was probably like, oh, he's too busy to be doing these little mundane blessings, you know. And um, But then, but Jesus called the children to him and bring them on. Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And so I was curious about that because, I mean, obviously, both of you and and Mom, I grew up watching this. And then when Lisa and I first got married, we did house church together because we lived next door, that you were always kind of in charge of the kids, yeah. Which you would always have, like in a house church setting, you'd have adults and kids, and we would be together, and then we'd usually sing and stuff together, and then the kids would go, and you'd either teach them or read them a book or whatever. And then the sometimes, you know, we'd walk up the road and sing. Yeah. You'd take them on a little, there in the summertime, yeah. take them on little field trips. Yeah. So it was, kids were always a part of the proceedings. And we've joked yeah. about it that sometimes you'd, you'd have a bunch of kids that try to t- haul off all the toys. And I had to go through their pockets. You, you would have a, you would have, it's like a prison check. When everybody leaves, <laughs> you would have to empty all the pockets, make sure, right? And I would take them out and I'd say, 
This stays. This goes. You can have this. You can have this one. That this pocket stays, knife. No. Um, yeah. No. He's policing the area. Yeah, that's right. You had to make sure. I did. So that was always a part of it. Lisa did the same thing later when we were in yeah. town. Um, but why? Why is it important? You think to think about the children, protect them, teach them. I mean, y'all y'all have done it way more than Dad and I have. Because uh, we were more adult-oriented. Our role was more teaching the adults. But why is that so important, you think? Why is it so important what Jesus was trying to get across in the in this context? What do y'all think? Because children are so innocent. They're so innocent. Yeah. Uh, that's just what I think about every time. And I'm going to tell you something. I want to say this right quick, that, Alan, you were a really special child. And I think thank God, you for recognizing that, Mom. Yeah, well, so few, so few have. I totally agree. Well, and here's the deal: and his, your brothers are to kiss your feet because you actually, <laughs> they should. yeah, you actually saved their life, took yep. care of them, and they won't. Instead, recognize I get it. nothing but grief. I know mm-hmm. because they're so prideful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to apologize for them right now, but I saw somebody it. marked this. What what episode? Seven ninety one. Yeah, the truth about Jason Willie. Mm-hmm. I know, and and the thing about it is, is Alan, when he was a boy, he had to help me so much because Phil wasn't the best person in the world, and uh, really, I was so young that if Alan had been the boy he was. I just don't think I would have made it. I don't know what would have happened. Mom and I talked about this with the movie. You know, it's a 90-minute film, so you can't include everything. But that was one of the things you and I both had talked about in interview with them was the bond that we shared. That's right. About taking care of the kids. And they couldn't leave everything in. We get it. But that is one of the things you weren't able to really see in the film that in in life as we lived it was a big part of that because well, you depended and, and on me. Well, and you had that relationship with Nanny, yeah. my grandma, that nobody else had. And uh, she shared with you just like she shared with me, and you just learned her kindness and her um, love God, and yet she was just humble. Yeah. And yet we were probably the richest people in town. But we didn't act like it, and I would have gotten my face up for acting Better than I was. Haughty. Yeah, I couldn't do that ever. I didn't do that. And it was because of her and because that's the way my mom and dad were. Mm. Just, you don't act like you have. You're not better than anybody else. Mm. Just because we have a store that's good and we make money and all, it's just. So I learned that. Mm. I really did. Because somebody would say, well, you don't even act like you have anything. And I said, yeah, I do. But I, I'm not going to act like that. Which I thought that the the early scenes in the movie, when you were the child, Kay, uh, did a pretty good job at that, showing yeah. how you like reached out to Dad's family and other yeah. little families there. That's that right. your mindset wasn't because you were dressed nice and all that wasn't we that you money. looked down on anybody. Yeah, no. yeah. But but she would always say, Nanny talked about how all the years they didn't have anything. They came in there and run that store with nothing, lived in the back of the store with two children, and they didn't have walls. They just had, remember, I told you they had the, where they hung the quilts and stuff Mm. to separate. Well, how would you like to go up like that and you have an outhouse for your bathroom out the back door? I mean, they lived like that for 40 years. Right, before they ever built a house. That's right. And, yeah, they did build the first brick house in Ida. And that was really something. Yeah. 
But all that other time, nobody ever realized how bad they lived. I think they, they've contacted her for a big sign, like Willie and Bernice, yep. when he was born. Yep, one for Ida. Oh. Yeah, Miss Oh, uh, they're doing a mural of me and Ida. <laughs> and having a sign there for yeah. home, home of Miss Kay from Dutton Nasty. Mm. She's the only famous thing that ever come out of Ida. Yeah, Louisiana. there's probably not a lot of famous people, Mom. You're you're the big deal yeah. from there. Who would have ever well, I'm guessed thrilled it? and honored. Isn't that cool? And they're going to do it on the side of the store? Is that Somewhere. What I don't know because the store is not the store. Well, you know? I know they asked me for a picture in Vivian. Um, somewhere around the high school, I think, a uh, picture of the two of y'all yeah, uh, as well. So well, I, I guess that's one thing about a movie. I, I guess it does, people like want to mark that these people were from here. I the, actually need to check with Becky because I just went ahead and told them to send what picture they wanted to use mm-hmm. to Becky up there because I knew I could get it through her at Duck Commander and me to approve. They want me to say this is okay. So how do you think your own childhood experiences, I mean, you mentioned it about yours growing up and the influence from your grandmother and how that, you know, kind of shaped you and how to view. How oh, it definitely care. did. So what, what would you say, babe? Your 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 experiences, you had good ones. I mean, oh, yeah. we kind of highlighted yeah. the bad ones in our yeah. story, but... Um, so I think you've probably been more protective of children. Yeah, maybe is is one of the reasons why. But I, I'm but just she guessing. used to go fishing with her grandma. She yeah. did. That's right. I mean, you had yeah. great memories of that as well. Um, I mean, I I really do. My grandmother was wonderful, um, and I stayed with her all the time. You know, anytime I was I out of school, yeah. And she, you know, we cooked together. She um, she made a full breakfast every morning. Yeah. Um, and if we had anything left over, you know, that's we would take it when we went fishing. Um, but she was kind of like Kay's nanny. She, I mean, she cooked extra food. That's right. Was, she never knew when somebody was going to come over. She had a huge family. And Phil's grandmother actually did that too. Mama Hill, you remember? Yeah. She, yeah. but she didn't have real good food. But every day she would cook a big pan of biscuits. Nobody was there but her. And by noon, all the biscuits were gone. Mm-hmm. And then she would put on a pot of beans, rice. And cornbread for supper, nobody there. But by noon, by she knew supper, they would come. They would come, and that all the food would be gone. Well, there's also a set of railroad tracks right behind her house. She yeah. fed them for years. So I'm assuming there were some of those back in the, the day. Hobos. They called them hobos. Oh, I remember the hobos. But you know, it's a little bit different um, situation, I guess. I mean, you're talking about post depression. Yep. You had a lot of men who didn't have work. Wasn't necessarily because they didn't want to work; it's because there was nothing. So I would call it maybe a better class of hobo. Is that a better way That's, to say? Well, it? And what I would say is because I remember even helping Nanny take the plates out to give them a plate of food, and what and they would eat it. But I tell you what, they'd be they would be kind, they'd be humble, Respectful. and they'd be appreciative. Yeah, and they would thank you so much. Totally different from somebody who demands. Well, well I, think, I think now there's a lot of mental illness. It yeah. goes along with people yeah. being drugs, homeless, yeah. yeah. And so I think you just really can't trust that anymore to open yeah. up your back door and just let anybody come in. And we didn't. We took the plate out there, which yeah. I remember that. They didn't come in. They actually ate out there by the porch. Yeah, the hobos, the ones that rode the trains, <laughs> they knew our house is where you get something to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. So Ma would tell them go back in the back. They had to take a shower. 
the bath. Yep. You know, when they, they just it. walk up. But they was complete strangers. Yeah. But the house had a reputation of you can you get a meal there. Generosity. So all of them knew where it was. So just it was a trickle of them all the time. Yeah. They would get off the train. The next, you know, they'd have a meal. You know, some old guy one time, we had, I think, squirrel and dumplings or squirrel and something. And we had a big meal. And I said, is that the best thing you've ever eaten in your life? I was there. He said, nah, it ain't much. <laughs> Ma said, yeah, you don't think it ain't much. You ate two plates for was, She was having an argument with one of them. It ain't much. We called them hobos. Yeah. Uh-huh. He wasn't that appreciative no, of, he his, wasn't appreciative. of his fine Ma, meal. Ma, yeah. But she lined him out. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, he could have fooled me because he sure ate a lot. I know. I hated people like that. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't appreciate it. But there was no fear there. Right. Yeah. No fear. Yeah. That would have been in That's the what's amazing. 60s, mm-hmm. early 70s, early 60s, late 50s. Yeah. And I would say that's probably, it's much more fearful now, as oh, we've yeah. said, when you, oh. when you think about, but it's not even the same Mm-mm. scenario, really. It's something totally different. Now it's it's more the, the homeless people. And yep. I think I think another thing that, you know, he was talking about when he said, don't hinder them, you know, let them come, is because they're the future. You know, um, the disciples wanted to let more important people yeah. up to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's right. He didn't deem them important. That's right. Jesus said, no, no, no. These are the most important people right here, these little children, yep. because they're our future. You know, they're going to take over whenever... You disciples are gone. So uh, the way the way the I gospel. put it, babe, on the when we talked about this on the other with podcast with Jason and Zach was that they tended to be like a lot of people are two dimensional in their thinking, only thinking of past and present. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Yeah, Jesus is three dimensional: yeah. mm-hmm. past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you can be anything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you can be anything, especially in Him. And so, this idea about that which is impossible made possible. Is the kind of concept, and thing. you know, uh, to go even further with that, even though you know things happen to children whenever they're whenever they're young, things that you know that are terrible, um, sexual abuse, but also physical abuse. I mean, you know, a lot of things happen to kids. Um, but what I love is that you're not defined by that. Yep. You do not have to be defined by that. If you follow Christ, he can take all of that away. Yep. And he can make your future like like that never happened. Mm-hmm. He uses that. He uses those bad things to make your future even brighter. And so like you said that three-dimensional, I mean, he saw that you know, the these kids are our future. And even our kids now, and even the ones you know that bad things happen to, they're still our future. Yeah. This, I mean, we need to we need to get them help. We need to get account get counseling, but they're they're not defined by that. They're not ruined, you know, because with in Christ, we all have you know a start over. a future. That's right, and start we can. Over. That's right, we can all start over. And it makes you want to be protective as well. This, the, That's right. The, ver- the same context in Hebrews, I mean, not Hebrews, in Matthew 18, um, but he adds a little bit different wording, Matthew does. He said, um, 
if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea, which is a very mm-hmm. graphic, poignant picture. Mm-hmm. That and, and Jesus didn't use a lot of language like that, so mm-hmm. he reserved it for something very serious. But he, in other words, he says, if you harm children, mm-hmm. yeah. especially to pull them away, because you mentioned it about the past, Think about all the kids that go undergo difficult situations, maybe a broken family, maybe sexual abuse, maybe something that someone else perpetrated on this, not their mm-hmm. fault. That's right. But then they have to deal with it that then don't find their way out. That's right. And we see that all the time, right? Miserable, mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. continuation of what they grew up in. And according to Jesus, I mean, the ones who causes that and who cause that, not good. Well, you know, a lot of these people that are in these schools are are in businesses that are shooting people. Um, they can trace that all the way back, and they've had a traumatic event yeah. somewhere in their childhood, and that could possibly be the reason, you know, something that just broke in their mind. Well, I think about this, the person last year, the tra- trans I person. I finally found it. Oh, you found it? I finally found it about the children. He's been looking for a verse this whole podcast. Yep. Matthew 18, verse 10. Now listen to this, because this is catchy. See that you do not look down on one of these little ones, these children. He said, don't look down on them. For I tell you that their angels... Mm-hmm. The, these children's angels. Mm-hmm. I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. That's quite the text. So quite, what is it, Matthew? What? That's Matthew eighteen ten. You had it in your verse notes. ten. Yeah. In other words, they see the face of God in heaven. So when these children that you think you're done done with. Not true. Right. Their spirits are still alive. Yeah. Their bodies may be down on earth. They slaughter them. Then all that happens. He said their angels in heaven have their eyes on God. No, that's good. So uh, we're out of time. Man, that went by fast. I mean, it's a good podcast. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about, more about that. I'm glad Dad found that in our overtime segment, if y'all can stay over with us. Uh, if you want to come over, blazetv.com slash unashamed. It's always good having the ladies. On the podcast, you want to hear a little bit more from the wives, come check us out in our overtime segment. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.